It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good. Happy uh, Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. And I hope maybe by this time, Happy New Year's Day, if you, if you haven't listened to today's podcast. Uh, we're, you know, new season, new year. But you know, this is the last day of the of the of the calendar year, so I guess it's probably time to start reviewing the uh, previous yeah. twenty nineteen Cowboy season or what whatever we can make of it. Yeah. So in full disclosure, we're recording this uh, early on. What is this? Tuesday morning. Uh, still no news about Jason Garrett uh, as the Cowboys head coach or not being the Cowboys head coach. Again, once that news is final. Uh, we will make sure to get you all up to date. We'll give you our thoughts on uh, the Cowboys coaches that are left and which ones are gone. So uh, I promise you that show is coming up in the future. Um, but let's talk about the 2019 season today, Landon. Um, you know, I can remember going into the preseason and even training camp. Um, this is one of the years where I was really actually pretty optimistic that this was a good team. I went back and I listened to our uh, our preseason predictions for this team. Uh, I predicted 10 wins. I think you predicted the same. Um, you know, we, we thought this was a really good roster from top to down. We thought they had a lot of depth. Uh, we thought, that, you know, everything was maybe uh, in place to have a great season. And this team finished 8-8, eight and eight, missed the playoffs. Um, so let's start with the big picture thing. What went wrong for the Cowboys this year where they weren't a contender? What made them drop off so significantly from last season? Huh. You know, I mean... Is there we, one thing we can point to? Or no, just a no. Of There's definitely not one thing. And I think that, yeah, everyone kind of wants to find that, you know, the silver bullet in all this. And, you know, I, I just don't believe that there is that. I mean, I think this is such a bizarre anomaly of a season that, uh, that you know, it, it's a confluence of events that had to have created it. I mean... I'm just doing a count while you're talking real quick and you know we finished the season 8 and 8, you know, famously. Um and this is a team, the Cowboys who scored 30 or more points 8 times this season. It's 
unbelievable. At so every win, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to look, make sure that, that that lines up exactly right. But yeah, it does, and and it looks like every single one of the Cowboys wins, they had to score 30 points or more. Um, and I think every loss, they scored 24 or fewer points. I believe. And that's the that's the crazy thing is that like. You look at this, I mean, if you just look at the score, the points scored on the offensive side, and, and there is just this huge uh, gap, this huge canyon in all these games where you have them 35, 31, 31, you know, 37, 37, 44, 47. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, like, after you get underneath 31, you've got three games where they only scored 24 points, and then outside of that, they didn't. They they you know they had a twenty two point, and then everything else is in you know tens and nines. You know it's incredible. I mean, you it's look at the last unbelievable. three games. You had a forty four point game, a forty seven point game, and then a nine point game sandwiched in between that. That seems impossible, right? The yeah. defense, for the most part, played about the same all season long. They gave up twenty one to the Rams, seventeen to the Eagles, uh, sixteen to the Redskins. I, I don't know how this team became this inconsistent. What's What's nuts is listen to this. So they're eight and eight. They won eight games. All eight games, they scored 30 or more points, right? And actually, I think the number is 31, just to be direct, correct. Yeah. They Of their eight losses, they only have allowed more than 30 points twice this season. It's incredible. That's crazy, man. Like, yeah. I mean, to score, eight, to score 31 or more points eight times and only allow 30 points twice and finish eight and eight. It's, it's, so I guess what we're getting at is that you know, some weeks it was the offense, some weeks it was the defense, some weeks it was both, some weeks it was, I mean, obviously special teams seemed to be a problem throughout, which, you know, didn't, uh, and I'm looking at this and, and they, you know, they, they add expected points to uh, special teams on the yeah. pro for yeah, it's great, they, isn't it? <laughs> they only have one game where they're in positive marks. Two games, sorry, two games where they're in positive the first marks. First game of the season and the Eagles game. Yeah, and and that first game of the season they finished point one one, so they just barely over. So you know, clearly <laughs> the 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 you know while the defense and offense were trading you know uh, stinker games, the special teams was terrible throughout. Uh, and you know uh, you find a way to beat up on bad teams, and then you find a way to lose games that you have no business losing, like yeah. the Jets, and you know uh, really the I think the Bills game in some ways, the Bears game, you know mm-hmm. it's it's and that e- really that Eagles game, the, oh, the, the Eagles last game Eagles game. I mean, they, they had no reason to lose that game. They had they were a more the more talented team. And they just could not fold it all together. They couldn't, you know, execute. And, and all right, really, so where does that inconsistency come from, though? Does it come from the coaching staff? Is it come from having inconsistent players on your roster? You know, high variance players, or is it just a organizational thing? Well, I mean, I think that it's it's probably offensive inconsistency. I mean, I think that's the thing, is that defense is kind of highly variant anyways. I mean, I think that's one and thing. it's a lot of opponent-based. Yeah, and, and I think with the offense, you know, their inconsistent ability to, you know, where they've had inconsistency is in the efficiency of their passing game. 
and 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 when it's gotten them in trouble is when they they've struggled to get efficiency early and while that's happening the other team is getting to work on their path to victory and and usually what happens is it puts the cowboys in a game script that they're not comfortable with especially if they're not you know performing well and they're still trying to work their way into getting the offense started up and and i think really uh, you know kind of just thinking back globally it feels like they really struggled in their scripted offense. It feels like the you know the first we talked about this, the first few drives of a game they really had a hard time kind of figuring out what was going, and it wasn't until they kind of got into the meat of their offense where they're just play calling by uh, you know down a distance in game situation. Yeah, yeah I agree. That, that they really started to get things opened up, uh, and it, it really hurt this team at, at all at all kinds of different points, you know, and and um, I think that. I just, I mean, I just think back to that New Orleans game and how shocking it was after having three straight thirty-point victories. You know, and New Orleans is a, is a great team, man. There's no way around that. Uh, but they didn't have they didn't have Drew Brees. They had Teddy Bridgewater, uh-huh. and, and 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 that feeling that that you got coming into the game and the Cowboys only scoring ten points. And have only putting up two hundred and fifty so odd, you know, total yards of offense. It, it left a kind of sinking feeling for you for the rest of the season. Like, well, wait, where did this come from? And and that never really left. You know, no, it's it that that no, that right. kind of lingering effect on how it, uh, your psyche. It kind of never really left. Is like, wow, are they? Could they possibly lay another egg like they did? And, and frankly, they laid two more eggs after that, and that's kind of what got. The, the Cowboys season off to a wildly swinging back and forth start. Yeah, I mean, you look at that Saints game, they scored 10 points, and then the following week against Green Bay, uh, I mean, they were just awful in the first half, and it's the reason why they lost that game, is they got down, I think it was 21 nothing or something like that in the game, and it just felt like um, this team can't compete with, with the better teams across the NFL. Uh, let's take a quick break. I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit more about that Cowboys offense. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card all right Landon um I agree with you that the Cowboys offense was way too inconsistent this year for a lot of different reasons um I remember having a conversation uh with Daniel Houston at Cowboy Stats about um you know that your offense is really a good um barometer of how good your team is if you can be consistent if you can put up a lot of points you're probably probably going to win uh, your passing efficiency is pretty correlated with um, with wins in the NFL. What can the Cowboys do going forward to become a more consistent offense? Is it grabbing new players, more talent at receiver or tight end? Is it becoming you know having a, a more experienced offensive coordinator? Um, is it play calling sequence? What what can the Cowboys do to avoid you know having several of those games with nine points, fifteen points, ten points? Uh, what can they do next season? 
I think the play calling sequencing is going to be something that they should look at. I think we, we you and I have kind of discussed their uh, unwillingness to more frequently mix up what's happening on first down. Um, I think you know the a first down run to Zeke uh, is way too often ham fisted into the game, and that the Cowboys should recognize that throwing the ball in first down can actually set up great running situations for Zeke. So, so say you don't agree with all these people that say the Cowboys lost this season with a moment when they became a passing team or when they went away from the rushing attack. You don't agree with that sentiment at all? No. I mean, okay. I, I don't – listen, I have been on the argument that Jason Garrett's style can win, but I have also always been of the argument that there are multiple ways to do this. So I, I yes. think that you have to find a way that works for you and then stick with it. I think for the Cowboys, they found out too late that this off – and I don't know why it was too late because <laughs> I mean, they showed pretty early on that this is, a, this is a team that needs to go through Dak Prescott. And that Dak Prescott you know, is as talented as a quarterback as you know any passer in the league at this point when he's on. You know, And this offense – he's shown the ability at times to turn it on and, and really light it up. And I feel like there has been, and especially some of these games where you know they, they struggled early, I feel like there has been a reluctance to let Dak go early. I, I 100% agree. I, that's one of the things I'm going to do here later today. So I want to look at like the passing attempts uh, in the first quarter against some of these good teams. Like I, My suspicion is like when they played New Orleans. Um, that they want to try to establish the run early in these games uh, and then kind of ease Prescott into it when it really should be the opposite, right? They should allow Prescott to open up these games passing and then go to the run uh, once you know everything and the rest of the offense is kind of clicking. I think, I think there was still a little bit of doubt, maybe not even doubt, but just in the back of Jason Garrett's mind and Kellen Moore's mind that, hey, this is still a young quarterback. We need to protect him in these big games. Uh, let's not go out there and get him killed. Let's kind of ease it in, and we'll get to the second half, and then maybe we'll open things up. I think that attitude has to change for the Cowboys next season. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, and going back to the game scripting and sequencing, you know, I, I wonder if they – a lot of it isn't just stubbornness uh, and, and forcing them to kind of remain on a game script, uh, on scripted plays that, that aren't working. You know they go they have they go through the season they have a plan of attack uh, and and you know I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine last night and he was like you know it just seems like they uh, they don't have the ability to make adjustments in game and and I corrected him I, agree. Is that, I don't think that's it I think it's that they have the they had the ability they just weren't interested in it. They weren't interested. They were interested in in, in, in trying to force uh, a, the game script to go the, the way they drew it up, and if it didn't, then it, they usually were often waiting too late before they were trying to change their plan of attack. But I, I think that it's not so much that they didn't have the ability because I I think they showed that they did have the ability at different times. It was just often very late in the game when you know it was too late to sometimes too late to kind of get back into the game. I think. For the Cowboys, they need to be less beholden to, 
you know the the scripted plays and, and and that you know that they they think that they've outsmarted the other team's defense you need to recognize when your plan's not working sooner in the game and then make the adjustment be willing and then make the adjustment sooner i don't I don't, I'm not going to try to insult the intelligence of Jason Garrett and Kellen Moore when they don't know how to make adjustments. I, that's not true at all. We've seen them make good adjustments. It's, it's, it, and this may be more of an indictment on them, if anything, but it's more, I think, of uh, was an unwillingness of them to kind of get off of that uh, bare-bones script and just let the offense open up and play naturally based on you know situational football. That is something I'd like to see the Cowboys change going forward, that just the ability to adapt. Um, I actually thought at, at early times in the season and even later times in the year, the, their, uh, you know, the game planning to start the game was really good. You look at the, the Bills game. They opened that game up with like yeah. a 75-yard touchdown drive. The yeah, Chicago, sometimes it works. You know, Sometimes yeah, it's working well. I was going to say the Chicago drive to open that game was one of the best I've seen from them yeah. all season in any drive. Yeah. But it's in both those games – it was like, okay, we shot our shot in the first drive of the game. Uh, the team adjusted, and now we have no we have no counterpunch, right? But you look at the rest of those games. They were awful from the first drive on, both against Chicago and Buffalo. That shouldn't happen, especially with how much talent Dallas has uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, let's take another quick break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about this defense. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon. The the Cowboys defense this year was, I I don't want to say disappointing uh, because they weren't awful. Um, but it was a group that I, I feel like underperformed a little bit, considering the talent level. They have a ton of stars on their defensive line. Uh, I know Demarcus Lawrence didn't have five or only had five sacks this year, but that's not indicative of his play. I thought Robert Quinn was really good. Michael Bennett was good, uh, but it just seemed like this defense never could put it all together. What is this team lacking uh, on that side of the ball, and can they improve in twenty twenty? They got to figure out this defensive tackle situation. You know, I mean, I think a large portion of what has happened is uh, allowing teams to dominate the middle of the field at for long stretches of of the game, and and part of it was that, like we talked about the fact that Leighton Vanderesh only played nine games this season, and even in the games that he played, didn't seem uh, quite the same player that he I was. Guess, I mean, yeah. kind of just dealing with uh, ongoing injuries and, you know, just missing time and all that. It just felt like a kind of a kind of a pseudo red shirt year for, or not red shirt, but a pseudo do-over year for him. And um, I, I just think that, you know, the, the, the coaching staff's 
I mean, again, it's it's not it's not inability; it's refusal to address the defensive tackle position. Uh, and uh, you know, it's not that they weren't trying to add talent there, but the, but the, they're it, you know they just refused to do something about uh, the 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 kind of size problem that they were having, the the inability to hold the the interior offensive linemen and keep them clean off the linebackers. I, I was uh, going to add this though. It, didn't they they almost built a defense to play one style of football, right? Yeah. Playing with a lead. Yeah. It's it's like they never entered their brains at all that hey, there's going to be games where we're maybe down by 7 points in the second half when we need to get stops. Uh, you know, teams are going to run at us. What do we do then? Well, yeah. They had no answer for that. Yeah, and their whole game is situational football. I mean, they've built this team that has is incredible in two-minute and four-minute situations uh, on offense. And then they've built a defense that's built to pin their ears back and come after the quarterback because that's, right. you know, the majority of stopping points is stopping the passing game. And I understand that, but the problem with both of the offense and the defense is that if things don't go the way that they want – it takes incredible efforts by either by both the offense and the defense to try to get the game plan back onto on schedule with what you want and get the you know the momentum of your running and passing attack on both offense and defense back to where you need it in order to get back in the lane of okay we're going to get a lead hold the lead and then allow our defense to pin its ears back if if you can't and I feel like the offense has been a little bit better at making that adjustment, but the defense, if you put them in a situation where they're having to, you know, defend both the pass and the run, that there's a, a neutral game script for longer than you know two or three quarters, I think they really start to struggle. They really it really starts to break down for them. And if they face a team that has an ability to run the football. Uh, consistently, mm-hmm. then it really uh, it, it limits the ability of this defense to, you know, look, they're not trying to stop anybody at midfield. That's always, It's always been a bend, don't break, and then, you know, get to the red zone and, and lock it down. But the problem is, is that when they have when the other team's playing with a, a dominant run game, they're taking chunk plays with the run game. Uh, you're losing, you know, the uh, the one of the key elements of forcing them to meticulously go down the field with the short passing game because they're just turning around and getting the chunk plays that you're trying to prevent in the passing game by just handing it off to the running back. Are we allowed to talk about your run game on offense theory versus your uh, the ability to stop the run? There doesn't there, there doesn't seem to be a ton of. St- numbers behind it but i also think that we're i think can there's we something missing on the podcast but, yet I, no but we, let's, okay. please bring it up this yes you can okay. talk well this is actually your theory so i feel a little guilty talking about it but this is something that we're going to research over the offseason but uh, our kind of belief is that rushing defense your your run defense is more tied into winning than your rushing offense right yeah. because your ability to stop the run uh, most of the time we'll get teams in certain down and distances that are favorable for you on defense. Where on offense, your ability to run the ball doesn't necessarily correlate to points. It, it sounds a little weird, but um, I, I think Dallas is a great example of it yeah. this year. They ran the ball really well. I think actually Zeke finished the year number one in DVOA uh, for, for running backs. Uh, they ran the ball really well. But the Cowboys had so much trouble stopping the run this year uh, that they got behind, they got into situations where you know they couldn't do anything on defense. They were you know the, they were just in so much trouble uh, that they couldn't beat good teams. 
uh, and it became a problem for him. So again, it's kind of a theory we're still hashing out. We're gonna we're gonna look at it this off season, but it is something that is I I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it just it 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 lines up with what the feel is, right? Like it just feels like and and, and the problem the math problem that's evolved here is that. You know, run defense like most defense is not always so replicable. It's it's very high variance, yeah. but I, I I think it's not so much a uh, a leading indicator. It's just a straightforward indicator that you know if if a team is struggling, if a defense is struggling to to stop the run, that's a a, a much much more dire sign for that defense than it is for a positive for an offense that's having a good run game, Correct. if that, that makes that's sense. A great, that's a great way to word it. And uh, we've also started to look at that rushing defense isn't really um, something that is dictated by the opponent you're going against. If you have a bad running def- or rushing defense, a lot of times it doesn't matter how good or bad uh, your opponent is. Yeah. It's just something that you're not going to be good at. Where that's not always true for your passing offense or your passing defense. Or your you passing defense. Pa- yeah. Yeah. Right. If you have a bad passing defense, but you go up against a bad quarterback, you can actually have some success there. That's not always true in terms of the run game. Um, you know, really quickly, Landon, bef- before we go, um, 2019 season was a disappointment. But is there reasons to be optimistic for this Cowboys team in 2020, despite maybe having a whole new coaching staff? despite having a lot of people uh, who could be leaving in free agency, is there still reasons to be excited about this team? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, I would invite you to look back at the pre-Jim Harbaugh San Francisco 49ers. Yes. You know, the Cowboys, yeah, the, 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 that year, that team had fired their head coach, and I can't believe I forgot Baylor great Chicago linebacker's last name. <laughs> Chicago linebacker's name, who was the coach before, and help me out oh, here. Mike Singletary. Michael Singletary. I can't believe I forgot Mike Singletary, who actually spoke to my high school football team when I was in high school. So that's even more embarrassing right. that I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, what happened is that he struggled as a head coach. He struggled as a X's and O's guy. But what he did did to that San Francisco team is he built a tough, hard-nosed football team. And then, I mean, very tough defensively, very tough offensively. And, you know, similar, the Cowboys are like that. I mean, say what you will about this team. They are a physical football team that's, you know, very much what they want to do on the offensive line. They want to beat people up fast and vicious on defense. Uh, And then what happened was that they brought in Jim Harbaugh, and he brought in new schemes. He found ways to leverage those players. Um... in in a new way that wasn't imagined by Singletary. And immediately they were starting to have success because they had pieces in place. They just needed a coach to kind of bring it all together in a scheme that would highlight all of that. So, you know, that is certainly something that could be a model for the Cowboys. There's a lot of talent on this team. Obviously, there's a lot of contract questions. Who's going to be here? That sort of thing. I actually trust the front office to sort that out. Uh, as I much do as too. I'm not really worried about there's that. a lot of hand wringing really going there's a lot of hand wringing going on about that but I I honestly think that, that that's one area where they know what they're doing um, and so I I think that if they can sort out and get bring back a lot of these players there's there's certainly a lot of reason for optimism that if they brought in the right coach the right office coordinator the right defense coordinator that they could you know turn this around and reload pretty quickly without having to do a complete remodel now I, I'm not saying that that won't happen that there won't be a a complete top to bottom you know remodel and and maybe it is more of a long-term project but i think that there's certainly a a path that 
could be a, a quick turnaround situation where you get just the right coach who kind of meshes with what's already in place here and it turns into something special. Be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's going to be a busy couple months for the Cowboys. Uh, it's going to be exciting, though. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about, so make sure you guys are tuned in here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy New Year's Eve. Enjoy New Year's Day. Watch a bunch of college football. We will be back here later this week to talk about all the latest Cowboys news. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.